right, so welcome to episode 65 of the Strength Hammer podcast. Uh, you're supposed to, you're going to notice it's a little different because uh, Neil's supposed to be here uh, as usual, but um, he's having technical difficulties because he's the old man. <laughs> so we do have we do have Alex Pithammer joining us today. Al, uh, Alex, I, I hope you will send good wishes to Neil that he'll join us eventually. Yes. <laughs> I can be Neil for the episode. I, mean, yeah. I can't fool everybody with the yeah. hair, but Yeah, you know, his he's got better hair. Yeah. He's got the best hair. <laughs> <laughs> um yes, we usually use Discord, so now we're using Facebook Messenger because Discord stopped working. Turns out Facebook Messenger is not working, so that's why you get a tiny me and a giant Alex. If you're watching the video, and poor it makes me feel better. My screen is giant you and small me. So. Well, I mean that makes me feel good, but uh, yeah, and, and and worse audio. We can listen. We're gonna blame this all on Neil. <laughs> <laughs> so, Alex, welcome, welcome. This isn't your first time on the podcast. This is the first time we're having you on as, I guess, an interview, sorts. I think so. Yeah. But, uh, sounds right. Yeah, sounds right. I think you've been on before. I think you. I think you helped us review something once. Oh well, it's it's a while yeah, ago. Yeah, I, I, actually, I think I helped you review Gloomspite Gits. That and would then make sense. I was also on Big M's uh, Power Hour reviewing Skaven. Yes, yes, that's true. Remember the Big M one. But uh, anyway, I mean, it, you uh, you listen to every episode because everyone does, obviously. So you know how it works here. <laughs> so let, let's start out with some fitness chat. Let's see how's your fitness been doing. Fantastic. Hey, I'm a fitness influencer, so my fitness is always perfect. Not just kidding. No, yeah, it's always a, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> right now, I am following a three-day full body split because life is busy, and three-day full body splits tend to work the best for me mm-hmm. when I don't have as much time. So that's what I've been doing, kind of a higher rep, more intensity and pump focus split. Um, it's gone well. Seeing good results. That's good. That's great. Um, I am myself, like I said, I'm still doing, I actually, I said, I've upped it to about four days a week right now. Um, this week will nice. probably be three because I'm just being too tired, but I added an extra day of cardio because I decided to do it one day when my legs were just feeling shot. Uh, yeah. okay. like I was like, my knees, everything was just like, you're old. Don't, don't, don't deadlift today, please. And I was like, okay, I'll just do some, some cardio and <laughs> went hard on the rowing machine, light on the treadmill and had fun. So decided to just do four days a week now. Um, this, like I said, this week will be three but i'll probably just mix a little cardio in with like the leg session or something that's a good plan i like it but uh and also um uh my my i didn't talk about last time since matt jumped on to fill in for neil since he was away that that weekend for the podcast episode but i've been doing better on my uh less sugar intake so my goal was to have more days without sugar than with sugar i'm still not hitting that all the time as i was telling you i two days in a row i had ice cream (laughs) Cause, right, cause right. The summer it was nice, uh, but uh, I have had less. Like, I'm not just grabbing sugar. That we don't keep the only sugar we keep in the house is frozen fruit now. Um, so it's really just like those treats when I go out, and you know, it's not like yeah. You know, I've noticed like the the craving's gone down after like a little bit. Like I'm not at grocery store. It's like ah, I'll grab like a little candy bar or something. But like that's it's doing better. So I'm I'm happy to say the sugar habits being weaned down as it should be. Yeah, no, it makes it more special as well when you have those treats uh, less regularly. Mm-hmm. They actually become treats, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's like it's not just something I just do every day. It's like, no, it's it's a treat. Let's keep it as a treat and it'll be fine. Right. Yeah. One thing uh, I have been doing as far as nutrition goes, um, when life gets busy, it's very difficult to track mm-hmm. as valuable as it is. So instead of tr- trying to track kind of macros and calories, I've just been focusing on protein, purely tracking protein. You know, getting my one gram per pound of body weight um, every day as much as I can. Uh, and it becomes much easier to track that instead of trying to track calories and fats and carbs and all that as well. Oh, yeah. Keep it simple. But uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> I said way more protein powder. Oh, yes. So much protein. <laughs> yeah, way more. <laughs> well, uh, let's see. After that, we have to talk some hobby time. So uh, I think you're going to have a pretty big hobby section, I imagine. Yes, absolutely. Well, go and talk uh, about so it. For, uh... <laughs> All right, good, good. <laughs> that was, that was uh, a, for, it's uh, handing uh, it to you. You're supposed to take it. Come on. 
<laughs> Perfect. Yeah. I received it. Uh, so recently I've been working on my Gloomspite gets right? Uh, in a preparation for NashCon coming up here in about two weeks, mm -hmm. a little bit less than two weeks now. And I have a little bit over half the army done and we're leaving in about nine days for NashCon. So yeah, I still have a lot more to get done, but I have painted the most models I have uh, in, in the last um, month. Um, than I painted in the last year before that. <laughs> so <laughs> it's been very active with hobby, painted about 40 gits, painted a few git heroes, painted fanatics, painted like 20 squigs, uh, painting some terrain. I'm actually uh, gonna give a shout out to uh, Dr. Rhino because Matt on Instagram, because he painted some terrain for my display board. Um, mm -hmm. And I actually just received it today. I'm gonna post it on my- nice. um, Instagram later. So it's very much appreciated that he did that for me. That's fun. Yeah, he did a nice job on your orc army last year. So, which is that fully done now? No, no. So actually, it's about half of it is done. Uh, half of it is built. I'm going to, to keep it the same. The next thing I'm going to send him and commission him to paint will be the second half of the um, of the orcs. Gotcha. Yeah, you need to get that ready so you can play some 10th edition. 10th edition is really fun. I love it. Everybody I talk to uh, seems to be really enjoying it uh, as, far, as far as the rules, right? Obviously, the balance seems to be not completely figured yeah. out yet because it's a new addition. Uh, but the rule set themselves, everybody seems to be really enjoying. Yeah, absolutely. And like, who cares about balance? I mean, I have an overpowered army right now, so get good scrubs. <laughs> yeah, who cares about <laughs> <laughs> That's good. My hobby, uh, I painted up terrain. Oh, oh Neil, right. Neil joined the call. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, we're on hobby time because we were tired of your old madness. Um, taking too long. What's going on? <laughs> I don't know if you guys can hear me. I can. can you hear... Assume you yes. can hear us. All right. Good. Just the screen right. a little bit more. There we go. Make it look a little better. Cheers. Looking good, Neil. Looking good. Anyway, very good. Yep. Aqua. Aqua. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's the, there's the there's the soccer reference. Um, my hobby time painted up a table of terrain for the local barn crew. Uh, there's an H Sigmar terrain table of terrain I donated, and I primed it, and then I realized no one's gonna paint it except for me, so I painted it. <laughs> and then outside of that, I built and primed uh probably about twenty twenty two models for my Yanari army. To I might be trying to paint to match what my friend Robert did. Or I might uh, might just have him do it. We'll see. But that's been most of my hobby lately. I can't think of anything else, really. Lots of Street Fighter stuff, which still counts as hobby. <laughs> Lots of Street Fighter stuff. Neil? Sure. Neil, you got to give us, give us a quick rundown. How's your fitness been? Fitness? Uh, yeah. It's been running. Still running. So it's good things. Good. Uh, hobby, real quick. I am uh, working on this for Matt Hayward for his display board, which he just told me today. Um, and that he will not have room for this. Oh, so oh. I'm busting my ass for the last month. <laughs> uh, miscast after miscast after <laughs> uh, failed print to get this done for him. And uh, then he tells me he doesn't need it. So what's going to happen, um, whether he likes it or not, is I'm going to finish this. I'm going to paint it up. And uh, I'm going to give it to him. And if he doesn't like it, uh, too bad. <laughs> You know, you know what we could do, Neil, is we could put a little note in the contract, or I can even make like an addendum uh, that he has to accept it, and don't tell him it's in there until after he, after we all sign it, and then he <laughs> has to take it. it. Yeah, we'll just be like, here, yeah. just, That's just sign it. Yeah. Well, he did, he did buy me a bottle of resin for the, my trouble. So I oh, it's like that. okay. Well, the, it, listen, if there's exchange uh, of goods, commodity, then it sounds like the trade deal's good. So the care drawn code's going to be kept solid. We don't need to do any shenanigans. Yeah. It is literally, um, it's going to give me a stroke, though, this thing. I swear to God. It looks good. It looks good now. Well, the problem is, as I explained to Chuck, is this piece right here broke off it. So I have to, I have to uh, reprint this and reprint the roof, which did not fit. And that was the whole problem. I printed it exactly. I shrunk everything down 60% because this file was huge, actually. And, um, and so I don't know if it's shrinking it down 60%. All, like made the dimensions off just enough so it wouldn't fit. Mm -hmm. 
So this little roof piece right here didn't, didn't work, and I tried to force it. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, Super, I, uh, yeah. I, I won't say that there won't be room on my display board, uh, but I think I'll have some room on my display board because it's not the, as grand as okay, yours right. and Matt's. I'm just, yeah. <laughs> well, mine is just free. So. <laughs> oh. yeah. yeah, that's fair. All right. Sounds like any other any other fun hobby then for you, Neil? Yeah. Um, I wasn't on last time, so I guess mm -hmm. I was up. Uh, I visited Big M for my last uh, hobby prep for, um, uh, I guess you'd call it, um, game prep for NashCon. And we got in three games of Caradron versus Caradron, which is actually oh. the most anticlimactic thing of all time. Oh, boy, uh, is it? Yeah. I turned to every game. And we discovered whoever went first won the game because wow. basically uh, one of us would fly in and smoke uh, an entire half of the other's army and then yeah. there wasn't enough uh, for the other person to really do anything at that point especially if you played it well so uh, i won two matt won one uh with the list that i created for him i think he may be using that list at nashcon if he wins anything then technically i won every time. <laughs> I, see I, what you're thinking <laughs> see what i did there i think it is but i, I gotta call him out because oh. I, I had to play matt round one well, i chose to i wanted to get it out of the way um at, at GitCon this weekend which was alex's event he hosted at his house uh as one is a an event for him to run into is also nashcon prep for us so i had my ko matt hit his ko we played um my first call out for matt is one he just put a single entry in the grudge for you beating him and he put times two and then he crossed Ooh, off like after i don't like that either that. i don't either I'm like no you write down every <laughs> single game you write it down now granted he beat you in the third game so he could cross out both of the grudges no problems there but he's not using that grudge book properly i don't know why he even plays dwarves like you honestly. no you do you, you do no uh, uh listen a, a dwarf can be efficient all right all right since thor can grudge bearer <laughs> he was able to cross off multiple grudges in the single battle so can we but he's got to write down both grudges. You got to make that book full. You got to, like, Matt's not taking grudges seriously. I don't know why he plays dwarves. I don't know why he pretends like he tries to play dwarves. <laughs> he's not a dwarf. It's, I don't know what he is. He's going to be very offended when he hears that. No, he's not going to be offended. No, he's not. He's going to tell me, like, as soon as this event's over, I'm shelving this army for good. <laughs> <laughs> Salty bastard. <laughs> but, uh, I, I guess to sort of wrap up, uh, hobby time we got to talk about get con a little bit so alex why don't you give a little better explanation than my brief explanation of what get con was for you yes so at first i actually just mentioned it to you that it would be a good idea to run just a game day uh, for people who are going to nashcon to get comfortable with the ghb 2023 uh, get comfortable with the rules get comfortable with their armies and then we had about six to eight people actually be able to come. And uh, then I figured, let's just make it a tournament, make it fun, right? Have awards already. And uh, one of my lifetime goals was actually to run a Warhammer event at my house. So it was a very cool opportunity to combine two things in one, run a tournament at my house. And uh, just with fun with, you know, fun with friends, everybody's you know, drinking beer, socializing. It was a good time. And also do a event uh, to prepare for Nashcon. That was uh, the main, main two reasons. I think five, or was it six out of eight people are going to Nashcon, I believe. And uh, just got a couple of people, Rich and Alejandro, were there just to play games and have fun. Yeah, fill it out. No, it was it was yes. good. Um, and yes, yeah, nice to get another bucket list, Warhammer bucket list. Throwback to an old show that I will forget to link whenever I put this podcast episode up. But go listen to our old episode. So yeah, it's nice to have a bucket list item checked off for you. But uh, I guess absolutely, I'll give a recap of my three games real quick and my experience, and then uh, you can you can do the same, Alex. Uh, so game one, I grudged Matt KO versus KO, and he went first. So Neil. What you said earlier is 100% true. <laughs> KO versus KO, whichever KO goes first wins. I was just like, damn. 
Scott, I, I I reached a point where I was so far behind. I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'm charging in first with my admiral into your boat. He's go ahead, unleash hell, and he blew him away. <laughs> then I just like <laughs> next the other boat over there, a different hero, and it's just like, yep, just good soldier follows orders. Just <laughs> charge in and get blown away. Um, second game, I switched my my uh, Gotrek list. Little advice, but Chuck, um, if yep. you are playing KO versus KO, kill the boats. I was trying to. I just didn't have the firepower. Like it was oddly enough by the because my because I don't have many thunderers. Uh huh. So like the Arcanot company wasn't doing well enough to kill boats. So like it, it's it's hard for me to kill boats. <laughs> if I get in a mirror match of KO, I'm just dead. So. Yikes. But uh, second game, I played uh, Jake, who's a new Warhammer fan uh, and player. He's borrowing an armor army for this. And I had Gotrek. And ev as we're going down there, everyone's just like, you stay away from that little ginger. You, like, that ginger's mean. He's terrible. And I'm like, okay. Like, I, And I took that as, I don't need to explain what Gotrek does. I just said, like, he's a quarter of my army. And he he can kill whatever he touches. Like, And you are not going to kill him. So he threw a stone horn in, and he learned a lesson. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then, of course, Brad's like, he's like you, you cheated him, Chuck. You didn't disclose all the information. I'm like, that, that app's on his phone if he wants it. And also, everybody said it's got wreck. It's <laughs> It was warning him, but he, saw, he wanted to test it. Um, but it was yeah. a good game. Uh, I'm excited to see how Jake does at this event for being like a newer Warhammer player, because he played that army perfectly. Like, with the exception of Gotrek being there, like if I didn't have Gotrek and I had my other list, he would have just ran it over turn two, easily, just from all the stone horns and everything. I'm very excited for Jake to uh, start playing the game. He actually said, I was hanging out with him today. He said if he had time, he would actually start playing Warhammer consistently. Well, then, which is really really cool. Yeah. Uh, find a time. Go ahead. Just make him find a time. Find a time. I think I think I'll I'll I will actually you know force him into it. But he did uh, he did really enjoy the game with you, and he said he would have done the same thing even if he knew, <laughs> even even if he knew exactly what he what how how that would happen, he would still do it. So. But maybe we'll, great we'll convince him if he faces Gotrek down in there at Nashcon, to just throw the entire army into Gotrek, just do it. <laughs> the quick game, the yeah. quick game. I'll tell you what though, um, if you have Caradron and you fly up to uh, Gotrek and you get within six inches of him. You uh, you launch your uh, your grenade that takes off his ward save. Then you hit him with phosphorite bomblets. After that, yep, smoked smoked in two <laughs> seconds. Actually, <laughs> actually, uh, I had a chance with his second stone horn to do that trick. I was like, boom, that ward's gone. All right, phosphorite bomblets, and he's like, cool, rolled up one right away. I was like, damn. It. <laughs> I was only able to kill that stone horn with shooting, but I was just like, I should have killed it without having to actually shoot it so at least put on five mortal wounds on right. it. yeah at least five but uh and the third game i'll leave a surprise i'll let alex talk about it because intent we played so alex talk about your 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 games absolutely yes so my first game was against alejandro who uh shout out on instagram it's alejo minis and he came down all the way from new york which mm -hmm. was really cool he drive down drove down six and a half hours um, so shame on you, Neil, for not driving three hours. Ouch. But uh, <laughs> I was I was alone with my daughter this weekend, so we had no. Uh, that's that's fair. Yeah, whatever. We're unable. Uh, yeah. Priorities, you know. But he uh, he had a great time. That was his second game of uh, Warhammer: Age of Sigmar ever. With the first one being the day before with me. Uh, so we basically agreed that I'll play him again because I've kind of familiar with his rules, his army, help him actually learn. Uh, it went well. He, uh, you know, we were trying to play competitively, and I was helping him out, and it was back and forth. But in, in in the end, I won. But he had a really good time. He was starting to get overwhelmed though, because we were using all the rules, yeah. <laughs> right? And for the second game ever, he was playing um, Nurgle, and Nurgle has so many things to keep track of. So yeah. many. Th I did not realize, and so he was well, getting overwhelmed. Having played Nurgle though, if you sit down and you just grind out those first few games. And you just learn it. It does start to come pretty quick after that. So it did seem that way. And he's he was actually very good for second game. He was you know, keeping track of disease points and you know, contagion points, everything. So he did really well. It just took a little bit. Uh, and then my second game was against Rich, who is another local player, and his corn. 
that was an extremely fun back and forth game. I think any maybe Chuck you mentioned or somebody else that anytime they would come visit us, mm -hmm. it seemed like one of us were one of us or another was winning. Like at, at yeah, one was point, I was feeling super confident. Complete swap back and forth, and it 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 seemed to not matter who got priority, who got double turn. It kept going back and forth, back and forth until the last turn, turn five, uh, where I squeezed just barely with a few points. Uh, but yeah, very very close game. And uh, my last game was before, against. Before you go to that, Alex, uh, yes. Weekly just had a, a, a show about like what makes a good game of Warhammer. And to me, if you go into turn five with a back and forth game like that, that is an amazing game of Warhammer. It sounds like that was that's a blast to me. So. I totally agree. And I haven't played against Rich enough. I've played him actually only one game against him in the past. But what a great guy! I would, I'm really hoping he becomes part of the our core group here in the Ligonier and plays more AOS with us. Yeah, he's, he's been nice. He's been, he's been more consistent to the club. So I'm, I'm hoping he's, it, he's the same and going to join more. Yeah, I think so. And for the last game, uh, we, me and Chuck played the last game uh, on uh, uh, what scenario was that? It was the one where you can teleport uh, or um, keeping you in reserve. D3 oh, units in uh, reserve. Spring the trap. Spring the trap. Yep. And uh, did did we decide to just to put any of our units in reserve? Absolutely not. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> we just charged each other, and that was it. Yeah, because I, I took my Godric list against you, so I had technically three models on the board. I'm like, nah, I'll keep them all. Yes, it was great because I have a my horde list with uh, with gifts, right? So I know it's over way over a hundred models, right? And uh, yeah, it was fun. I think Godric killed like seventy models. Yeah. And uh, your boats killed maybe like twelve. Yeah, they weren't doing all that great. The Admiral, actually, yeah. the Admiral and the Injured Master, it, it's a powerful little combo with just a little melee there. They they, they did decent work themselves. Oh, yeah. Now, you uh, you run that in uh, Barrack Nar, and you put in uh, old uh, mustachio guns, and they get an extra attack on both their uh, weapons. So. Absolutely not. I guess that means I have to run Barrack Nar and the mustachio <laughs> guy. I'll be Barrack Thrang forever, sir. All right, all right. got to respect the old ways. You know what's, know what's the old ways? No mustache guns. <laughs> You'll be too you proud. You can only try to help. That's all you can do. You can try to help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's a great event. Um, also, uh, I'm happy. I One, Alex made a little made little goblin sort of like takeaways for us all. That was kind of cool. Yeah, a little, little, nice. little remember of yep. the event. Um, but there's also some awards. I am thankful to have taken one of them. So one of the things during this event, obviously, uh, Alex found a cool way to bring fitness into the event, which I failed to do in all of mine, but he's cr he crushed it immediately. <laughs> and it was just tracking total poundage of weight lifted throughout the entire event, starting from round one to whenever you called it. Um, so, Each rep? Not rep. So, so like, if you did one, one arm curl with a 20-pound dumbbell, 20 pounds added to your total. What if you, so? What if you do that multiple times? You, yeah, keep adding. Keep adding. Okay. And you can do whatever you want. So, like, the more efficient, the better. So, you know, okay. doing deadlifts, squats, rows, shrugs. You know, people are doing bench press. Anything you want. Yeah, I'm going for the five pounder, and I'm just doing it throughout. Yeah, all day, <laughs> all day. Yeah. <laughs> Meet me and Alex. There's multiple times. It's like we're just our opponents rolling dice, and we're just like you know. Oh, okay. Here's my saves, and we're just just curling on the side, or just, just overhead pressing, yes, or whatever. Yes. Just because it's like got to keep going. <laughs> right. um, thankfully, I lost very quickly round one, uh, and thankfully, KO is always a fairly fairly quick army, so I was able to put in all the work uh, and take home the strongest Git award, which is lift, lift, lifting the most total pounds and weight there. So I was very thrilled with that. It was a hundred over. Oh, was a hundred thousand twenty-five pounds in total. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Because wow. well, I started getting good. I'm just like, and then I think it was Matt. Uh, he's like, so you're gonna like? He's like, you're, you're not that far away from like thirty three thousand, and game one's not even over yet. It's like you could probably hit hundred thousand. I'm like, yeah, probably could. So that was that became the goal, like win or lose. And, uh, <laughs> happy to say I hit it and felt feel tired, but I don't feel sore, so I'm good. But yeah, and, and to give you some perspective, nobody was even close to 100,000. Like, I believe there were a couple of people who did 40,000, mm -hmm. and then that's it. So, so he didn't have to do it. 
it was purely a moral victory. Yes. <laughs> I just I just had to have I will your... say uh, with all with with you me and Matt playing KO, our games are going to be over so quickly at Nashcon that you know, <laughs> yeah. everybody else is going to be playing for 2 hours whatever. We need to figure out what we're going to do in between our losses. <laughs> See, I'm I, I'm well I'm well practiced uh, because every daughter's a cane list I've ever played at a tournament is always lose or win by turn three. So I'm used to having a couple hours to kill after that. So we'll be good. Right. Um, we get what three hours for uh, for a round? I, I think it's three hours. I haven't checked actually, but like the, yeah, That's it's right. probably three. But uh, yeah, Nashcon prep is in. I got uh, one more night at the barn to get maybe one more game in. I'm not too stressed about it. I feel comfortable with the uh, with the lists now. Um, I hate that the Gotrek list is so good. <laughs> like it just <laughs> solves so many problems. I'm just like, um, and with the uh, no risk without reward being in the pack, Gotrek being there is really useful to just put him on that center objective and be like, this is mine. I agree. I mean, just have one gotcha list, and th that's probably going to be in the the five games. It's a fun. I, mean, I love the mission so much. It's, yeah, I love it's still it. in the scenario of the end, right? So I mean, it's got to be in there, and that's when you pop the gotcha list and you say, "Screw you, whoever you are." Yeah, it's like here's my two lists. Um, you know which one I'm using. <laughs> you know which one. I'm yeah. But uh, yeah, no, that was that was that. I'm trying to think. Oh. Yeah, I'll give a, give a couple of send outs to the people who actually won the other awards oh, yes, uh, for the do. event. So uh, Brad, who, who started playing Flesh Eater Quartz, I believe he's bringing Flesh Eater Quartz to the event. Mm -hmm. He naturally won all three games. He was the only person who won three games. That was fantastic. Then uh, Alejandro, actually we had a four-way tie for the last place or <laughs> uh, the sneakiest get a lot uh, award. And uh, Alejandro from Alejo Minis won that. And then we had Arcane Award for the most spells cast or unbound or for the most prayers successfully cast. Uh, but with prayers, because some armies tend to do so many, we decided to divide them by half. Yeah. Right. And uh, Rich, with his corn, ironically, won Arcane Award, which was uh, very fun. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Um, Very I, good event. I really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed running it, and uh, it was a great time. Yeah, it was a fun time. I hope you do it again. Um, we'll start beefing up your terrain, so you can have uh, more better stuff than their club terrain. Like our club terrain, Ligonier is nice, but it's it's it, it's enough. You know what I mean? It's not. I think we I think we can up your game, especially get some three D print stuff. A little bit. I mean, we'll just have Matt do display boards and Neil print stuff for it, and then Matt go, Nah, I don't want it. And then you'll have a whole army in like two days. <laughs> That's perfect. I love it. <laughs> right in the fields. Um, I don't want to spend too much on it because I want to talk to Alex about Alex uh, tonight. But we've all seen since uh, there was a, a certain, um, you know, I'm going to say uh, there was a leak. There was a leak in the GW ship. And uh, as a former playtester who got blamed for most, not personally, but as playtesters who got blamed for leaks, uh, and we we're all mm -hmm. like, it's not us. Uh, now that the playtester team is much different, and I'm not a playtester, and I see leaks happening even more aggressively, I can only go, hmm, guess it was never us, huh? Anyway, yeah, <laughs> had to get that out there. <laughs> no, I just, meh, anyway. <laughs> uh, so we've seen the leaks, and then the, because of the leaks, GW released a, a full reveal of the Cities of Sigmar human model line that they've redone. Neil, we'll probably when we when we talk about cities on a future episode, we'll go into detail. But high level overview: What do you guys think, Alex? You're the guest. What do you think first of the the city's models overall? So when I when they first were revealed, were the first few models? Uh, I remember how long ago? But it was the same time when the lion was revealed mm -hmm. and whatever else, uh, and it was just the base troops. I was not a fan. Uh, they reminded me a lot of. Um, what what were those humans from the Hobbit from Lord of the Rings, the Lake Town? Oh yeah, yeah. They reminded me a lot of those, and I didn't love that vibe that much. But every single other unit they released from then, my excitement and my enjoyment of them keeps going up. Okay. I love how I I love how it's it's so interesting because they are like almost weird and goofy, and but also at the same time very green, dark, and serious. Mm -hmm. Right, like a guy will have some random like 
item on top of its hat, but then there's there will be a dead, you know, just a, a severed head, right? Or some weird cauldron or a burning skeleton, right? Looks gritty. Yeah. It looks gritty and goofy. It's like almost Monty Python, but grim dark. Right. 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 I, so I, I love it. Honestly, I love it. And uh, I, I don't know whether I'm going to buy a few of those kits and make my halfling cities of Sigmar. Uh, you think, no, just add to that. Uh, or just straight up go humans and buy a new cities of Sigmar army. Neil, what about you? What do you, yeah. do you think? Um, For me, like, it reminds me of, um, I think it might have been like Warhammer fantasy sixth edition there's this old picture and i know i've showed this to you before chuck of uh, luther huss who was a uh a sigmarite priest and it's black and white picture and it's just like he's he's sitting there he's on the horse he's got like the hair over top of him but like his face is just like you can see that it's just like i don't know like just stuff coming down off of his face and he's just holding out a beastman's head like that and it just it reminds me of that gritty picture of mm -hmm. that, like you know like they're all armored up and you know I, I enjoy it. I like it. I mean, thank God the plumy pants are gone, right? I mean, you know, that's what I've been asking. <laughs> the plumy pants are gone. I don't know about these weird little creatures that keep popping up all over them. Like these, like, this, yeah, this it, snail with... They the, did an article today about that, like what that was, and I'm like, it feels like you're using the lore to explain something that the artist wanted to do because it was cool. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm like... I'm, I'm, that's never making it onto a base of mine. But that's fine <laughs> if that's your thing, perfect. But whatever. Anyway, we'll get into that more later. But yeah, I I, I think it's great. I love that it exists. Um, I will not be starting that army personally, but I hope lots of people do. So. Yeah, uh, I I saw the full range reveal and quickly realized that uh, whoever was the sculptor at the time was also playing uh, Elden Ring, and by the timing of how things work as far as being sculpted and then released. I, I bet that was exactly the case. Elden Ring was being played because I and I, I don't mind. Like I never minded the poofy funny pants and all that sort of stuff. That that all sat well with me. And now that to me that seems very Monty Python. This seems much darker. Like this this seems like aggressively like grim and dark and it's it's fine. It's not I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Um but it was just like mm -hmm. it took me a second to go like, oh damn, okay let's 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 realign. It sucks to be a human. <laughs> I think yeah. I think it across the point of just like this is like like desperation for them. Like they're all armored up and everything, but you can tell like it's almost like we're all armored up and we look awesome and we're gonna die. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I think there's there's one model. So. It's it's just some big burly dude just behind like that giant great cannon. He's just dri down in a beer while he's he's shooting like the cannon. I'm like he's the only one I think living life right now. <laughs> Yeah. He's figured it out. I saw, I saw a meme, and it was a picture of one of the guys with the dogs, right? And it's like mm -hmm. he's holding on to his dog, and it's an awesome model. He's got his pooch there, and his pooch is looking great. And then it go, it says, it says uh, me versus the guy she tells me not to w worry about. And it's Corgus cool with his dog. You're like, yeah. Two models side by side. You're like, yeah, yeah. You're not gonna make it, man. We'll see, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm also torn. Most of my city's army is a is a dark elf theme because mine was an anvil guard, then a fallen anvil guard. Um, obviously, Harkbron even isn't uh, in the book now because it's not a city; it's a Sigmar. That all makes sense, but I'm not sure if I want to kind of like Alex, will you like restart the army and do humans, or should I just? I mean, I, I'm gonna wait because if that that set that releases like with the book, you know, like that, I guess limited edition starter set, whatever you want to call it. That releases at a reasonable price. I might buy that and just kind of do a mixed army still, but except for the depossessed, the depossessed are terrible. They didn't do well with those rules. Uh, doesn't seem. Oh, no, that not they didn't do well. They just don't seem. They lost a lot of the flavor that I liked with them. <laughs> but that's there's a direction they go. Yeah, and that's fine. Um, but like I said, I I think a mixed human, mixed dark elf army could be kind of fun still. And so I I might I might we'll see. Time will tell on that. Yeah. But uh with Cut the umbilical cord. No. No, elves <laughs> for days over here. It's it's gotta stay that way. <laughs> yeah, you don't have enough elves, Chuck. You should definitely add some. You're right, you're right. I will. But yeah, with with I guess with the hobby out of the way. Uh yeah, Alex, thanks for coming on to the show to um kind of talk 
talk about you, Warhammer, what you got going on and everything. So why don't you uh why don't you give us a quick rundown of, of tell us who you are. Feel free to do plugs for your own stuff right now. And I'll link all your plugs down below for like your links and such, but tell us who you are. Uh and tell us how you got into Warhammer. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Holy moly. That's uh, the first one is going to be easy to answer. The second one, I'm not so sure. Uh, but yes, uh, my name is Alex. Obviously, I've been talking for the last half an hour. Thank you for having me on. Um, the main thing I do is I promote health and fitness in the Warhammer community on Instagram. Uh, you can find me under um, fit underscore hammer on Instagram. And uh, I make, you know, fitness posts, uh, workout programs. I do coaching as well. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what I do, kind of what I love doing. And it's been cool to see how many people respond positively to it. Yeah, that's what I do. How I got into Warhammer is much, much longer story. So I've been into Warhammer now for about 15 years, which seems like a very long time. And uh, a lot of people won't know, but originally I'm from Russia. Uh, and uh, one day after... After school, me and my friend just went to the local mall and uh, they had a the guy had a small hobby stand. He was just painting minis. And uh, I asked him, what is he doing? He said, it's a hobby, you paint minis. And we went to a, he we bought a set of miniatures and uh, paint brushes and we bought them. Over time, you know, got some more models. Uh, then over time, heard of uh, the game called Dawn of War, started playing the game. Uh, then found out that Dawn of War actually stems from a Warhammer tabletop game, which I was already painting miniatures at the time. And then uh, eventually bought my first set of Warhammer miniatures, uh, which was Warhammer 40k Orc Boys. And that's how I got into Warhammer. Yeah, because I was playing Orcs uh, in the 40k Dawn of War. Then got um, um, uh, 40k Orcs uh, Orc Boys for a tabletop. Uh, didn't like 40k that much, so I got uh, Orcs and Goblins. Then I got Island of Blood set, started in my first real army was um, High Elves. Played a bit of 7th edition, mostly 8th edition, and uh, yeah, the rest is history. That's good. Now, I, I think it's it's a shame you didn't elaborate on the initial story when you're in Russia with your friend at that mall. Like two little we russian lads just walking into this mall yes. with with, with <laughs> really? it was open air so like there's snow blowing in there's wild bears running around there's just some big burly shirtless guy painting miniatures that's what everyone in russia yeah. is like that i mean it's just russia in the I'm 90s surprised, so i'm surprised you know it yeah yeah i'm surprised you know every detail of that story that's crazy i mean i i can just i can just picture it i mean there was i don't know i, I also <laughs> Sorry, it's like this is such an old joke now. It's gonna hate me for bringing it back up. Uh, the no, only prime, only primer color they sell in Russia is red, by the way. Oh yeah, oh you really? Why is that? Because of the communism. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Just in case anybody hasn't got that. Yeah, he's even got that joke. Although I should, uh, I should probably, fair, I should probably I to be to be fair, in the, in the way you said that, that actually made it funny. I, I was debating on going. Communism because it's not it's whatever bullshit Putin's doing. Oh, Old yeah, now men with power. That's always great. Yay! Also, anyway. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah, you've been in in this local area for a long time. Do you? Oops, do sorry. You, yeah. Do you happen to know who was my first game of Warhammer in the states? I know. I know it was me. Because that yeah. was the that was the weirdest game of Warhammer I think I've ever played because of just you had seventh edition high elves Russian I had eighth edition high elves English and yes. you were <laughs> you you could speak English but I, I don't know your fluency level I know it was weaker than obviously it is now because now you're it was really you're American it was very <laughs> so yeah we did yeah, some... I remember I have very vague memories of that game. Like I have flashbacks, but I don't actually remember it. <laughs> but I do. Uh, but it was a great game. I, I do remember that. Yeah, we how old happened. Me? Or... How old was I? Yeah, how old were you guys when that happened? I I was fourteen or fifteen, so it was uh, eleven years ago. Yeah, so I was mid twenties. And I said, and we just, yeah. and and this that and his that was my third game of Warhammer, was the first one he had. So we just did stuff to the best of our ability and we reached a point and I was like, sounds like a good, and like, we just considered it a good game. 
Like, we were just like, whatever. We didn't know how to win. Like, there was no win condition because no one told us how to win. We were just like, go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's yeah, I forgot what I was gonna say though. I had a train of thought, but uh, oh, oh, um, yeah. So, Alex, I mean, and you've been part of this community for a long, long time. Um, but I, I do want to talk about because I think it was a year ago, maybe two. I, I sorry, I lose track of time on this aspect. But you really committed to, you know, your your social media and making it a business. Why don't you explain like how like because there, there's a lot of people because there's people like me and Neil who just put stuff out there and we're like we whatever like we're not really worried about like we grow a little bit at a time but we're not trying to make it a business so we don't have to focus on it and put out content so why don't you explain a little bit about the journey you had um, developing you know your following and growing your 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 social media to the point where it you know it's becoming a business for you and it's great to see while you're also promoting such great things within the community. Yeah, no, it's I'm, I'm extremely grateful for the way it shaped over the next about year and a half, I would say. I mean, overall, I had a media, you know, social media for about two years on Instagram, uh, as far as Warhammer goes. And uh, last year and a half is when I really started, you know, took a risk and started pursuing it as a business. And uh, yeah, the, the primary way that the business uh, shapes itself is one-on-one -on -one coaching with uh, Warhammer nerds. So it's it's really funny right so it's a very 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 niche community uh, warhammer nerds uh, and uh, within that very niche community there are maybe a handful of people who pursue health and fitness as well or care about enough about their health and fitness they would want to pursue it uh, and some of them need some guidance and coaching and uh, you know i'm a registered dietitian that's what i do for a living is help people with their health right primarily from nutrition but also through exercise and lifestyle changes as well so I decided to take the, those skills, actually uh, partially uh, because of the encouragement from uh, you, Chuck, uh, because you already were having a model for encouraging strength uh, and fitness and Warhammer. And it's, right? it's, I, don't, I want to challenge one point you have there, but I saw it a little bit, but I've seen it even more through you. And I've, I've made friends through you doing your, your content like this. Um, I think there's a lot of people out there who were big into fitness, but and like warhammer but didn't talk about the warhammer aspect and like what for whatever yes. reason other, i've they said that came from me just always not caring what people think about me too much that i'm just like here's everything i am but you know like as as you know i did stuff i saw a few people and like now that you've done it i've seen a lot more like i said i've made friends with a lot of those people that it's like yeah it's okay to have these two very different hobbies because it's life is life it's not has to be it doesn't have to be separated if you don't want it to be when the when are you going to make that call to Henry Cavill, start doing his, uh, his diet? <laughs> yeah, sure for the moon, huh? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I mean, he, he seems to be getting really into Warhammer, so, you know, I would love that. But also, yeah. he's Henry Cavill, and I am some guy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, no, the, the journey sounds like it's, it's going very well. So I guess uh, what was, my question would be, what was your first... What was the first moment, like the first thing that went viral for you where you were just like, oh, this, this is working? What, what, what video was that? Uh, the first, I mean, a really big viral video I've had um, was over a million views. And uh, it was, it was uh, something along the lines of, uh, actually, it, I don't remember exactly what it was. It was from Ren, one of Ren4 events. Ooh. And it was the video of me and uh, uh, I think you were in it and Chuck was in it and uh, Cole and Brad uh, just like playing Warhammer over uh, over some music, right? This is like what life is all about, Warhammer is all about. Um, and it was just took off and there were a lot of people who just seemed to like it. Some of my other viral videos recently were more like Lift for the Emperor and uh, stuff like that. But uh, um I think the big moment I knew when I made it uh, was very, very humbling is um, um, when one of our um, common friends on Instagram, uh, Ben Mudge from More Warhammer, was playing at a game with Dave uh, from Mini Wargaming. And he just sent me a video of Dave, you know, playing game. And he said, say hi to Alex. And Dave said that he heard about me. So I was like, holy crap. That is crazy. <laughs> like this, here's a guy who I used to, and still 
watched videos of playing Warhammer for the last over a decade. And he, because he, Dave is also into fitness and the fact that he saw what I was doing and was appreciative of it, it was pretty, pretty neat. So. No, it's, uh, yeah, it yeah. is really I'm hoping that one day we make the drive up to Mini Wargaming since we're, we're, I think we're only about six hours away. I think I looked. Not that far. Yeah, I want to go visit the bunker and just say hi and also play some games. Why not? It sounds like a cool time. Great for Yeah, they're really cool guys. And Dave is currently on his uh, on his own health and fitness journey. He's like down oh. 40 pounds, leaner, more muscular. So and yeah, he, he's actually working with Ben. Yeah, he did a he did a great YouTube video uh, not too long ago. I'll actually I, I will try to put in the effort to link that down below. Not that many wargaming needs our views to help them grow, but <laughs> you know it's 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 actually a good video. It's worth watching. I agree. Neil, Neil, what questions do you have for our illustrious guest now that he's made it? He's been noticed by so, Senpai. <laughs> since we just brought up Ren Four, um, Alex, uh, and I'll let you talk about this more um, because I'm curious as to when you started kind of converting and creating your own miniatures because you bring this army or have brought a certain army to many events and have won the coolest army many years in a row actually with it. <laughs> the thing was actually only two. I was looking for my awards recently. It was only two, yeah. It felt like any time that army showed up, uh, it was a conclusion. <laughs> so I'm like, well, let's just write Alex's name on this before we even look on it. <laughs> so, uh, and, and well-deserved, well-deserved too. So Thank you. Tell me a little um, bit about that, kind of when you started doing that, because that that blows my mind. I have no idea how you do it. It's It's awesome. Yeah, thank you. So uh, what you're talking about is my Cities of Sigmar halfling army. And uh, I think I've actually started working on it uh, in the late fantasy 8th edition. And I had about 500 points of it. About how old was <laughs> How old was I at the point? I don't... How, how, how old is AOS? Uh, Seven, eight years. Eight years. Eight years. Eight oh, years. So I must have been 17, 18 then. You know, I do remember. Maybe, maybe I was just. I remember long ago some of that because I still remember that chicken that looks like chocolate. That I think it's on your display board. I remember that from <laughs> yeah. so long ago. Like it's, it's but it, look, yes. it looked like chocolate because with the primer, but it, like it was just primed for so long. I'm like, dang, I want chocolate. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, but that was the, my first army where I actually started because there's not a lot of halfling models. I mean, especially at that time, not 3D printer that you can find anything, but readily available halfling models that look good. I mean, literally, I kept searching and being in high school, I had no money. <laughs> so it was actually it was it was less uh, less about uh, the desire to create models and more about I have no money to buy this full army from some, you know, basically three companies that were available who were super expensive and they were shipping from Europe right for like sure. 10 models so i'm like okay what can i do so we had a local hobby store we had some some hobby some hobbit models some gw uh all gw models actually for hobbits like a lupin's fighting cocks i'm not sure if you oh, guys remember yeah, those yeah, from yeah. fantasy oh yes like he had some of those models which is he had some hot pots so i got some of that um we had ed from our club who had some old halflings as well so i had some actual halfling models but eventually i was like i have like 20 models I need to get some more. So I literally built and started casting my own models and then just adding bits and green stuff to them. So about about 50% of my army is just cast and green stuffed uh, with different bits and pieces. So crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So it's out of necessity, but <laughs> over time it helped me be a better sculptor. And now I can actually like just get some green stuff and create a foot or some shoulder pads and do that relatively with ease. For those of you who have and uh, I wish we would have um, had a picture. I wish I would have had the forethought to put a picture of it up. But um, it um, it's it's amazing. Like the, the mm -hmm. sculpting on it is a hundred they're a hundred percent legit. Men. They are not. <laughs> yeah. um, they are not something that like he makes it sound like you know he didn't have any money and just kind of you know threw some claymation you know stuck a couple art no. These are legit ass models. Yeah, <laughs> and they look amazing. And the um, and and the point about not having a lot of model, model or money and just having to find ways to make models. Chuck, I believe there's a certain brick of shame that maybe maybe we need to you know give a little bit more, um, you, know, <laughs> or, you know, credit, you know, for for attempting. 
you know, hey, something. I'm, that's all I'm saying. That's hey, listen, that, that brick of shame, it's making the rounds. It's a trophy at a uh, prestigious invitational. Uh, not to mention all the models that were actually on it have been used across my armies. So it's, it's, the brick of shame was necessity, but it's, it's, it's doing, it's for doing those of you who Kane's work now. What we're talking about. <laughs> if, if for, the, for those of you who are uninitiated in uh, the Strike Tamer podcast, the brick of shame was at one point a block of wood that I, I, I morphed and painted up into a, uh, a witch elf cauldron. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. That's all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I, I to continue that story real quick because I love telling it. I got it. I ripped all the bits off of it to use it elsewhere across all my armies, and I took the piece of wood and I just put it in my my tool chest, and it sat there for years until I was like, oh, I'm gonna do this invitational, and then like that idea popped up to use that as the brick of shame, and it just now it's now it's a trophy, like this stupid piece of wood, <laughs> like. All time. desperation built a cauldron with some bits that I had and no platform to actually put the cauldron on. Hilarious. And, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. But, but yeah. shifting back, I, I want to compliment that, uh, 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 that army as well, Alex, because your use of, like, you mixing in the bits that you have, like, done, like, high bit here, you know, human bit here, mm-hmm. pretending all that, it adds just enough that it looks just like an old 90s warhammer army like it, those models fit 100%. perfectly like you if you were making that back then and you're old enough and you were british and you lived near nottingham you probably have been sculpting for games workshop you know what i mean it's that good yeah. i don't know if i would say that much <laughs> i still can't sculpt hands hands are so hard like faces are have you seen easy. 90s warhammer <laughs> models yeah, that's, that's true that, okay you know what you make a good point i see i'm, I'm imagining a 90s skaven uh, model yeah, and it's like a finger is like the size of like this is a finger. Yeah, <laughs> like the Hulk hands. <laughs> yep. Yeah, hands are hard. I do, I do see what you're talking about now. Okay, fair enough. That's great. Uh, oh. Neil, I will. I promise I won't bring halflings to next rent four. I'll give, I'll give somebody a chance. No, you <laughs> won't. Them, you're gonna bring that, You're bringing that Gits army. It looks fantastic. No one has a chance. I'm gonna bring the Gits army. <laughs> I'm going to drive down to Columbus, grab Vince Venturella, and force him to come up just to give you some fighting. Give someone to fight against you with that award. <laughs> right. right. Uh, that's funny. But, um, yeah, but uh, amazing army there. So that's uh, one of the coolest things I think I've seen you do as far as uh, in, in this hobby in general. So I was just curious as to when you started with that and like how the evolution of that goes. I've never actually even played with green stuff. And the, even just the, the very thought of it, you know, having heard the block or the, or the brick of shame story, I, to me, be able to pick that up and pick that skill up you know, almost on a whim is just mind blowing to me. So, and to top it off, you you're you're an excellent painter, so it definitely helps. Yeah, mm-hmm. thanks. You are, Thank you. you are, you're you're top, you're you're a top level painter. You have a very cool style. And I think that I'm not sure if that's like if you that came over from maybe it was like a style over from Russia whenever you were growing up. That's what you saw, and that's why it stuck. But like it's very like I don't see that style too often anywhere else. Like you, you have a very unique so, style, but it's really nice. Let me ask you this now, too. Um, where do you see that army going now that Cities of Sigmar has taken kind of a, a left turn on you? Yeah, I, I, okay. I have multiple ideas. So the first step I'm going to do is I'm going to buy the city's book. I'm going to go through it, and okay. if there's a fighting chance of converting eighty percent into the city's new city's book, that's what I'm going to do. Right, like I don't care. I don't care if I lose a few units, like 20, 30 models worth. Fine, whatever. I'll use them. I'll find a use for them somehow. Maybe I can make a warband or whatever. But if if it's different enough that like half my army is not usable, I will probably make them into a uh, Warhammer Old World army. Oh, it's yeah. <laughs> I have enough of it, and yeah. all the Empire stuff. So, so I mean, I'm, I'm that. That's what I'm going to do. Otherwise. Nice. nice. Yeah. I think that would fit perfect. And that yeah. kind of answers the question I had. What was your old world plans? <laughs> yeah. Well, high elves old world plans. I have high elves already and uh, just have to rebase them probably. Unless unless we're going to be serious about actually continuing to play 8th edition, then I might uh, keep them on their current basis. I mean, we need to wait and see. I'm going to have a personally, I'm going to do an army base with the new base sizes, but I'm going to keep enough of all my other armies like I'm only gonna do one army. I'm gonna have an old world army. The rest of my keys <laughs> bases. One because I like eighth edition. I want to keep playing it. And two, 
Because around here, if no, no one else wants to rebase, I can take the same size bases and we can still play the new rules if that's what they want to do. That's fair. Yeah. But I am also very excited for Kislev. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They do. They do look good. Get the ice queen out. And there. I mean, no surprises there. <laughs> get no arguments. I think that army, when that army does decide to come out, is going to be mind blowing. So, absolutely. Agreed. That's good. Well, I, I mean, I tell you what, Laux, let's throw you a curveball question. You ready for this one? Okay, go uh, ahead. Have you ever played? Do it. Have you ever played fuck Mary kill? Sure. <laughs> All right. Let's do. <laughs> let's do. Hilarial. Grun Grugni. And Gorkamorka. Gorkamorka. Oh, that's easy. Okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, come on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, fuck Alariel. I'm gonna marry Grugni. I'm gonna kill Gorkomorka. I mean, are you kidding me? <laughs> okay. All right. Even as I know that that was that was easy. Come on, do better. Okay. <laughs> I heard somebody do this one time with Gorkomorka, Archeon, and Nagash. Oh, <laughs> that would be. Hilarious. There we go. That's impossible. Hey, come How on, you? No, you gotta, you gotta go now. Here's uh... the tough one. <laughs> Gorka Morka Nagash and RK Archeon. I would probably marry Nag uh, Nagash. Because Gorka Morka and Archeon would both abuse me. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then probably fuck Gorka Morka and kill Archeon. That's fair. I don't know. Uh, Archeon's got a little slanesh in him, right? You know, so you get have a wild true. time with that. <laughs> <laughs> actually actually the, that is that is a horrible the, question to ask the best one i ever heard as far as a response and i, I love that we had a, we were all we were family friendly until like this last like five minutes everyone's gonna be like oh no turn the episode off <laughs> sorry guys but the uh the best response i've heard to that is someone's someone said all right fuck mary kill the chaos gods like just pick three and the person went i'm gonna marry slanesh and i'm gonna fuck slanesh until she dies. <laughs> I was just like, ouch, okay. <laughs> You're just really it's into fair. that one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, all right. Anyway. That. Good question, Chad. Good question. I mean and, and Neil. <laughs> gotta gotta mix it up a little bit here. Um what's uh I guess what's your plans for the rest of the year then as far as um Warhammer as well as fitness? Yeah. Um, as far as Warhammer, the plan is to um, actually wait. Neil, is Rand Four happening this year? Not, not this year. Not this not year. Not this year. Okay. About breaking news. Um, yeah, it'd be great. Um, the The plan is to finish my Glowspot Gets army, take them to Nashcon. I would like to finalize them and maybe take them to a few more tournaments. Probably play them until the end of the year, and uh, then it's probably going to be cities in some fashion. I would like to start a space marine army, I think, within in 2024. Uh, and I think so, yeah. <laughs> and uh, in AOS, if I had to start a new army in AOS, I would be very interested in uh, Soul Black Grave Lords. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. That's, uh, as far as Soul so, so, so Blight's got in my head too a little bit. I don't know what it's, yeah. going. it's going we through. Can do it together. It's going through Ligonier right now. I think it's like this area, Ligonier, Litroberry. It's just it's it's made it's like a virus. Yeah. It's just spreading. <laughs> I think so. I think so. And you're thinking more like monster heavy yes. soul blade, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's uh, that's what I'm thinking as well. So if you get on it first, I'm not going to do. It. If I get on it first, can yeah, we have right. the same army? Okay. All right. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Fitness. What's your what's your plans for fitness? You're good. Uh, fitness. It's. I'm 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 probably gonna do and focus more on consistent body recomp, so building muscle, losing fat for the next couple of months. But as we get into the colder colder months, more layers of clothing, I'm gonna pursue strength again. Okay. Yeah, I think I think you yeah. and I should. We, you and I should push to get a 500 pound deadlift. I think. I'm down. I mean, I'm down to do that. Um, like, like starting maybe. In... Yeah, like maybe like late autumn through winter. Like we really like yeah. focus on deadlift and focusing on improving that because I would like to hit that. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do October. October on like late October. What are you guys at right now for your deadlift? Go go ahead, Chuck. You can start since you brought it up. Uh, I can't remember. Is it four? Are we at? Are we no, we're not in the four sixties yet. Are we? Where are we? 
We're pretty close on it, so I can't recall. 465? I, I think, think we're... I think that's yours. I think it might be 455 is the last time I tested it. That sounds right. Yeah, 465 was... I've only been able to pull it once and then not come anywhere close to it, and it was not a good lift. Like, it was a... Technically, it was a deadlift because I got the bar off the floor down to down to a straight standing position. Yeah. But uh, I would have failed at a meet because I let it rest on my legs for like a half a second. Um, so technically, it's a PR, but it was a, you know, it was a grind. somebody would say it was it was a grind. It was like a ten second rep. <laughs> rep. <It> was like... <laughs> but uh, me down. Yeah, I mean, I pulled a four four. Uh, 35 recently and, and like maybe a few weeks ago and it felt okay um so i'm down to train heavy again yeah yeah i'd be maybe yep. maybe next couple of weeks after nashcon um i i need to yep. one day we'll, we'll retest like our deadlift maybe because i haven't tested i haven't tested mine in a while but like i can do mm -hmm. 405 any given day for multiple reps so i'm like i right. know it's probably up maybe 435 is doable without much effort so we'll we'll see but Okay, you're, there's some breaking news. Neil, you want to join us? <laughs> yeah, five, sure. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> three, three, was five years ago. So, yeah, it's, uh, don't see that one happen. Okay, all right, fine. <laughs> that's fine. You know what my problem's always been with the deadlift because um, I don't cheat and use uh, straps. Um, that's fair. Uh, yeah. Uh, is I, I have bad grip strength and I've always had bad grip strength. And so I could have done more than the 315. I'm sure I could have, but it would slip out of my hands. And so I had to work on my grip strength. And for whatever reason, that uh, just doesn't seem to come for me. Uh, I also didn't work on it for very long before I stopped uh, you know, lifting seriously. So uh, uh, did, you, did you do mixed grip or did you try to do just overhand? Man, it would just peel right out of my fingers mm -hmm. uh, once I got yeah. up around, you know, the 300. So, gotcha. yeah, yeah. I, you know, full, I mean, full baby wrists. <laughs> I, I, I use straps now too, but that's more like anything over 405. I'm afraid to do mixed grip because I'm like, I'm not competing. I don't want to tear a bicep tendon. I'll just use straps. <laughs> yeah. But, no, that's fair. Well, it all depends on your goals. Yeah. Doing, doing the best not get injured while I lift as heavy as possible. It's my goal. So, but no, um, right no, Alex, I, so, I really, oh, sorry, go ahead. One jump in here, um, shifting back to the Warhammer aspect of yes. things with Soul Blade Grave Lords. I'd like to see one of you guys, and uh, maybe a little challenge for Alex here, take the, um, that, uh, I've always uh, seen the, uh, the Incarnate of Gur, and to me that, like, putting that in place for, like, a, like a custom Mortark or something like that, because it's already got a more techy kind of look with that, uh, that the horse, the droopy horse. I'd love to see somebody do something with a more tech with that thing. I think that would look awesome. Hmm. Like you're thinking instead of one of the Mortarks? Yeah, so instead of one of the Mortarks, like uh, Manfred, um, instead of one of the horses, right, that they're riding on, you use the Incarnate of Gur instead. That's not a bad idea. All right. Alex's... You could actually probably just use the whole model as a... Yeah, yeah, well, that's the, not a bad idea. The base size much is much bigger, so you'd have to get a little creative. Or on just that. put it on a different base. Put it on a different base, yeah. 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 Well, Maybe even a. Because Vampire Lord is uh, pretty bulky, too, actually. Probably bulkier than Mortarks. You do like a Vampire, Dragon. Yeah, Vampire Lord and Dragon. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you yeah. can do wings on that thing. Actually, I could probably do that now because I have an incarnate. There you, there you go. go. Not now because I have to paint goblins. Yes. But... In a couple weeks. <laughs> uh, that sounds like it's his idea. So there we go, Alex. Can't wait to see it in 2026. All right. 2025, maybe? I don't know. 2026. <laughs> I'll have it built in 2024 and don't paint until 2026. Sounds like me. There you go. <laughs> All right. Um, Alex, give us one more shout out where people can find your amazing content and uh, you know emails, whatever you want to give out. Yeah, just fit underscore hammer uh, on Instagram, and uh, that's pretty much it. Okay, sounds good. Well, we will see you all next week. Uh, you'll see myself, Neil, and Matt, because we're going to be talking about our pre-NashCon extravaganza, because we'll be at NashCon whenever that podcast releases, and we're going to talk about our little KO battle and go nice. into some detail, um, reveal what we're good with revealing because you know i got some secret stuff i'm doing I'm, maybe we all have a little secret stuff as far as like like my my display board's under wraps like it's gonna be a reveal there and you guys are gonna be like like i'm trying to make it as big as possible i keep talking it down 
more remove the expectations just in case, but <laughs> that'll be next episode. So expect lots of dwarf love um, and NashCon talk. So tune in then, and we'll, that'll be episode 66. So till then, everybody stay Stormcast strong and happy hobbying.